wow, I can feel energy move in my body and I can bring my sexual energy from my root chakra all the way up to my pineal gland and feel like I become one with the universe. And oh my gosh, our souls can merge and yin and yang. And then we can like just become this one force floating through everything and nothing. Those kind of things. (laughs) Welcome to the Abundant Couples Podcast. We are your hosts, Cassidy and Matt. And we're here to help you, awesome growth-minded human, create the most flourishing relationship that you know is possible. In this podcast, we'll dive deep into topics of relationship, intimacy, and lifestyle freedom. We believe that a great relationship is fuel for everything else in your life. So let's jump in and get fueled up. Hello, hello, and welcome back to the podcast. It's been a little while, we've missed you, but we are excited to be back and to share this episode with you all about what has been for us probably the most transformational thing that we've done for our own relationship and the thing that I think helps our relationship thrive probably more than anything else. So in this podcast episode, we're going to share with you the story of how and why we started our own daily intimacy practice. We'll talk about what our sex life and our relationship was like before that, what we learned through the process, and we'll give you our top seven tips for cultivating your own intimacy practice. Now, I want to apologize in advance. The audio quality on this one is not fantastic. We had I think a microphone glitch, but I considered for a moment not sharing it because of that, but I think you're really going to like it. So I decided to clean it up and share it anyways. So I hope you can look past that audio and get something great out of this episode. Enjoy. So one of the best parts, but also possibly one of the most challenging parts of any relationship, especially long-term relationships, is sex. Yeah, and in a long-term relationship, it's easy for couples to start to feel like sex has become routine or that one partner maybe feels obligated or it feels more like a chore. And that is really a mismatch of desire there one person in that case probably wants it more than the other. And then that can create an interesting, not great feeling dynamic around sex in your relationship. Mm. That was all true for us at one point, and we'll tell you some more about that. Um, but really what's on the other side of that is you know, we just want to have a fulfilling, expansive part of our relationship when it comes to sex. Yeah, sex can really be this force that brings you more deeply in love, more deeply connected, more playful with each other, having more fun. And it is possible to have just a great relationship with your sex life together. Yeah, and it can create flourishing in all areas through that as a practice. Yeah, one of the biggest challenges is people aren't that comfortable talking about it. Yeah, and often 
when a couple isn't very comfortable talking about sex, it can be a little bit cryptic, like you're always kind of wondering what the other person is thinking, and it's really not clear because you don't have this open channel of communication. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we're not really taught how to talk about it in a collaborative, constructive way. Um, so yeah, oftentimes that can lead to some friction there. Although we do have a podcast episode all about how to talk about sex. So if that is something that you struggle with in your relationship or that you want to improve, then check out that episode. Mm -hmm. So once upon a time, we were a few years into our relationship and we were having some sex. <laughs> True. We were, yeah. But um, yeah, it wasn't like looking back on it now, it definitely wasn't that fulfilling or experience for all the good things we're talking about right now. It was, did feel a bit like a chore for you. I kind of wanted it a little more than you. Yeah, I think. Or a lot more. <laughs> yeah, one of the big challenges was for me that I felt quite disconnected from my body. And at that point, I hadn't experienced orgasm. Um, well, I had had some kind of orgasmic type of experiences here and there, but it um, wasn't something I was reliably experiencing and it felt like my body just wasn't experiencing a lot of pleasure. I felt kind of numb. Mm -hmm. So there was some disconnection going on and also some false expectations, a little bit of like struggle around it for both of us. Yeah, I would feel, I would put pressure on myself because I knew that you wanted sex and then I would feel bad that I didn't desire it more than I did because I wanted to. And so then I would feel bad and I would put pressure on myself. So this kind of created this underlying, it wasn't very obvious. Yeah. It was this like subtle underlying dynamic around our sex life. Yeah. And if somebody asked us, we'd say, oh, yeah, it's, yeah, it's good. Mm -hmm. It's good. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, it's good. It's, yeah. You know, probably normal. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But one night we were driving home after a long day of traveling. We had flown into the airport and then we were driving from the airport back home. And this was a couple of years into when we started learning about Tantra and sacred sexuality, but we hadn't like fully deep dived into our practice yet. And we got back to our house and we were, had been listening to a podcast episode about Tantra. And in this podcast episode, there was a couple in their 60s who had this great relationship and they were talking about how one of the keys to their great relationship was a daily intimacy practice. And that was really cool to hear and to see and even just hear it in their interview of just how close and connected they were. You know, thought that would be really great to be in that spot when we're 60 years old, just loving each other, having a thriving sex life. And okay. So we always like following best practices. And when we heard that they had sex, pretty much every single day, there sparked something in us. For me, the first thing that was sparked was a whole lot of resistance. Yeah. <laughs> it was like, oh, yeah. that, you know, that, that I could feel my whole body kind of tighten up in resistance. But at the same time, I also felt this little nudge, this kind of little whisper from the universe, mm -hmm. you know, that was like, hey, pay attention. 
This is important. Yeah. <laughs> I also had resistance, but kind of equal and opposite because I knew I could kind of feel the resistance for you or my false expectations about how you feel about it. So I was a little resistant and kind of asking, maybe we should do this. Yeah. So I remember sitting there um, in our driveway, you know, we had gotten back to our house. It was late at night, but we were still sitting there in the car listening to the rest of this episode. And I remember us looking at each other, just kind of like, should we do this? Are we going to do this? Are we gonna do this? I don't know. Are we going to do this? And so we made the commitment. We said, let's, let's do it. We're, you know, we're trying it kind of people. We said for 30 days, let's give this a shot. Yeah. Run the experiment. Yeah. You know, if it doesn't work out, cool. No harm done. Yeah, but let's give it a real try for 30 days and just see. See what happens. See what happens. It wasn't always easy. There were times that, you know, the resistance really came up. Mm -hmm. It was a big adjustment for us. For sure. Because at that time, we were having, I don't know, one, two, maybe three times a week. Probably more like one, two. Yeah. Two, yeah. Yeah, so to go from that to every day, it's like, yeah, it yeah. was it was a stretch. But some of the cool things we learned through that process, one of the things was when you're committed to a daily intimacy practice, there's no more option to just ignore some of the challenges that come up around sex. So things like for me, there was some imprinted like shame around sex in general and around experiencing pleasure and that had the opportunity to kind of arise and actually be felt within the container of our daily intimacy practice also when we know you know when we're ending each day connecting in deep intimacy then it's not possible for us to leave things unresolved until the next day. If there was anything that came up between us during that day, you better bet we're going to be resolving that before we're having sex that evening. You know? Mm -hmm. So it really helped us like keep a clean slate always and resolve things as they came up because it was necessary when we're connecting in deep intimacy every night. Yeah. Yeah. And one other thing that we found is we also just got a lot better, so to say, like objectively, if you look at it, how, how much connection, how much joy, how much pleasure, how much, um, just overall expansion we got from our practice. Um, I know even like a couple weeks in, it was like, wow. Noticing a difference in my body. Yeah. And it made sense. We were talking about how we're both musicians and we know what it takes to get really good at an instrument. Um, you know, you can't just practice once a week and hope to be, you know, great and amazing at something. It takes dedicated, often daily practice to get to becoming really masterful. Masterful. Yeah. Influent. Yeah. And yeah. yeah. just kind of being able to play the songs that you want to play. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And anybody who is a musician or if there's any other skill that requires a lot of practice that you've learned, then you really know the difference if you were to practice once a week versus if you were practicing every day, like you're, you're on a whole different level. Mm -hmm. Playing your instrument becomes a totally different experience when you're practicing every day. 
Yeah. So we found the same thing with our sex. Yeah. And we just became so much more familiar with the nuances of our like our body and our energy. We started to be able to connect to our sexual energy. Yeah, and a lot more accepting, I think, of all experiences mm-hmm. as well. It's because recognize like not every day is going to be mind-blowing, crazy. Sometimes it's just, hey, you're showing up, not really feeling it. It's just like lay together. Yeah. And just do that. No expectations. Yeah. And knowing that we have that daily practice helps remind us like, okay, yeah, this one session is not everything. It doesn't have to be like you were just saying, the most mind-blowing thing. We can see our whole life as one big, long practice. Like our whole sex life from now until we die (laughs) as one big, long practice. And of course, there can be ebbs and flows and ups and downs and better days. So yeah, it did help bring a lot of that acceptance and lower the expectations. Yeah, and coincidentally, by lowering expectation and pressure, it leads to a lot more flourishing in that realm. Totally, because without expectations, you open up space for surrender and for expansion, which are very key components of orgasmic experience. Mm, Yeah. And so we did that four years ago and pretty much just haven't stopped. Yeah, it's been over four years and we've maintained our daily intimacy practice because at the end of those 30 days, it didn't make sense to stop. We were like, wow, this has changed so much. Let's just keep going. And we didn't decide to keep going forever. We've, we just decided to keep going. And there's been times I think we've fallen off of that of, I can't remember specifically, but I remember having that feeling of like, oh, we stopped our daily intimacy and life just doesn't seem as sparkly. Right. Maybe, maybe in like that first year, there might have been a time. Yeah, where there were times we were apart or something like that, where there was a clear moment. It's like, oh, this this is why things aren't as flowy as, flowy as, as usual. So, oh, we got to get back on that daily intimacy. Yeah. Totally, yeah. It's such a contrast. Mm-hmm. Um, we find that when we're doing our daily intimacy practice, like our relationship just flows. Mm-hmm. We don't have conflict, or if there's anything, it's tiny and we're yeah. able to resolve it immediately. But like, even that is so rare because um, we're just so in tune with each other and in this like yummy, juicy flow together. Mm-hmm. And we're able to be more playful, just have more fun. And all of that has come from that daily intimacy practice. Yeah. We've also gotten rid of all the, hopefully all the, the baggage, the, any shame, any guilt, embarrassment around mm-hmm. it. Say pretty much most of it. I'm sure there's, there's always something to work on. Mm-hmm. There, yeah. was, there was a lot there for us. Yeah. I remember even one one day realizing just saying the word sex was challenging you know, or like triggering. triggering. Sex okay, felt dirty. Like, it felt uh, dirty. Yeah, there was this like dirtiness associated just with the word, the word sex. Yeah. And we were like, wait, that doesn't that make, doesn't any, make sense. any sense. Yeah, this is a beautiful part of our relationship. Doing every day, why saying sex? Why should we have any negativity around that? Mm-hmm. So you and I just decided to say sex. Like a thousand times until there wasn't a charge anymore. 
Yeah. Was on the bed. I think we were like jumping. We on were the jumping bed. on the bed yes. naked, just yelling, sex, sex, sex. sex, sex. sex. <laughs> so we walked in on that. That would have been interesting. <laughs> <laughs> we're not having sex, we're just shouting <laughs> sex. We're <laughs> little good sex sexes. <laughs> Yeah. Um, but yeah, we were just trying to like take the charge of the word. I think we heard somebody recommend that maybe. I don't know. Or maybe yeah. it was just our interesting idea. Yeah. It's like say the word until it loses its charge, you know. Comes back to what you're saying about having that daily dedicated practice just leaves, you know, no room for anything um, that's not serving. Because mm-hmm. you, you really notice it. Yeah. Yeah, and having a daily dedicated practice allows us to really go deep in all of the like (laughs) (laughs) all of the healing and growth experiences that come from our sex practice Mm -hmm. and also go deep into the transcendental experiences that we have through sex that I don't think would be possible if we were having it much less frequently. Yeah, and that whole how how you do anything is how you do everything. Like by working through those kind of blocks and limitations, it has also helped work through other blocks and limitations that we had. Yeah, in other areas of life. Yeah, and you find that when the when the sex is flowing, the money's flowing, just the rest of life, like things are just moving downstream. Mm -hmm. And it's um, yeah, it's really changed our lives in a big way. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and just realized, like, as we're talking about it more, I'm like, holy crap, it has. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, I knew it has, but it really, yeah. I can't even imagine now not having that practice. Yeah. I feel like life would be a little bit more flat feeling. Yeah. Whereas, I just had that visual. Like, I felt like we were kind of starting to flatline a little bit in our relationship. And this, among many other things, and implemented it. And, yeah, it's just been amazing. Added more dimension, yeah, and more sparkle. There's an upward continual spiral of like, wow, wow, cool. Yeah, I love you even more. Yeah, <laughs> and the cool thing is too, when you really start deep diving into a committed intimacy practice, is that you realize there's this whole world to explore of sex, and I'm not just talking about like the surface level things like sex positions or you know sex toys or something like that i'm talking about like the inner world of sex like wow i can feel energy move in my body and i can bring my sexual energy from my root chakra all the way up to my pineal gland and feel like i become one with the universe and oh my gosh our souls can merge and yin and yang and then we can like just become this one force floating through everything and nothing. Those kind of things. <laughs> yeah. We like our daily practice and that committed practice opened up all of these possibilities that we didn't know existed before. Yeah. And the really cool part looking back on it, seeing how far we've grown and having those different peak experiences and then plateaus and integrations and then more and more continual growth is really exciting to look forward to think of just like how much more growth and potential is even out there yeah like we've got decades ahead of us yeah and some of the things that we've experienced in the last few years compared to what we thought was good before is just 
it's yeah hard, hard to put into words magical magical yeah and so it's cool to know that we've got this continued practice and this is one of the many areas we'll just keep growing in together and by growing together and having putting our priorities on our relationship and intimacy yeah just excited for that future the continual upward spiral yeah okay so by now if you've been listening to this and if you're feeling like hmm i'm curious maybe me and my partner should try this and there's probably some resistance there yeah maybe 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 or maybe you're just super excited and you're like okay let's run the experiment but if there is some resistance there that makes sense you know it's like it's a challenge definitely and it's natural for there to be a bit of resistance but if you're feeling curious and you're thinking maybe you want to give this daily intimacy thing a try then we have seven tips for you to rock at the daily intimacy yeah tip number one is commit to it yeah commit to 30 days to run the experiment and you know, tell yourselves, okay, 30 days we're committing to no matter what, and no pressure to continue after that. Yeah. So you have this, just this container to give it a shot. Yeah. Tip number two is have an experimenter's mindset, meaning don't go in with you know, expectations, wanting to see it a certain way, you know, these outcomes have to happen. It's let's perform an experiment, see what happens. Yeah, no expectations. Yep. Yep. Seeing, you know, and trying different things each day just to run more experiments. Yep. Maybe it'll be great. Maybe it won't. For us, it was life-changing and transformative, and we believe that it has the power to be so for um, many people. But, but you might not. also discover that yeah. daily is just a too way much. too often rhythm for yeah. you. And that's really valuable information too. You might find like that you try every day for 30 days. And then after you think, well, you know, maybe every other day would be a much better rhythm for us. And then try that. It's all about experimenting and seeing what works best for you. And related to that is tip number three, creating a micro habit. So you might not have the hour plus half hour, whatever your rhythm is to do that every single day. And sometimes we're just really tired at the end of the day or sore or something that, you know, kind of causes us to not really feel like having a full intimacy practice, Mm -hmm. but we still manage to do so every day by having a micro habit. So our micro habit is what's called devotion, which we learned, I forget which book it was in. Some tantra thing. We learned it in a tantra book, but basically what devotion is, is just a practice where we merge. And so, yeah, so he'll come inside of me and then we'll just lay there, basically lay still. We look into each other's eyes and just admire each other. And yeah, that's moving. basically it. Yeah. And so it's basically like a very intimate cuddle. Yes. Very much. <laughs> or you could choose to do a micro habit of just snuggles. Which we've done. Which we've done too, yeah. So basically, yeah, for us, not every single day is going to be sex because 
there are some days it's just not happening and yeah. we want to also always be honoring our body yeah. and our energy for us it's probably about 90 percent or so which is what actually that couple 60 year old couple said was it for them and that yeah helped uh put things in perspective for us like, oh yeah it doesn't have to be all the time mm-hmm. it's most of the time of course yeah and but the key is having intentional intimacy every yeah. day so even the other night um well last week i guess we got back home after a big long road yeah, trip yeah. and we took the last ferry back to the island which gets in at like 12 45 a.m yep. and then we had the hour and a half drive back from the ferry to our house yeah. oh, during the drive actually fun fact we saw starlink in the sky we thought it was aliens or something. <laughs> it was, we saw the Big Dipper and then attached to the Big Dipper, it looked like, and just as big as the Big Dipper was a straight line of what looked like 10 stars. Yeah. It looked very weird and we didn't know it was Starlink. Yeah. It was crazy. After about a minute, I was like, I thought it was Starlink. Yeah. <laughs> but it did look pretty. Well. It looked wild. Yeah. Anyway, anyway, back to the story. So we o'clock. got home late, yeah, yes. two o'clock or so, and we were exhausted from weeks on the road and long day of driving. So when we got into bed, we were lying beside each other, just kind of chatting before going to sleep. And Matt was rubbing my arm in a very tired way. And he's like, can this count as our intimacy for tonight? <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. So there you go. Micro habit. Yeah. But the point is, even on the day where it's like, there's no way we're doing anything. We're so tired. We need to just go to sleep. We're still bringing a moment of intention yeah. to keep our daily intimacy practice, yeah. even if it's just a rub on the arm. Mm-hmm. So that's the power of a micro habit. Yeah. Tip number four is talk about sex. Talk about it before, during, and after. Yes. Talk more, please, with yeah. your partner about sex. So, And again, it might be somewhat charging yes. or, you know, resistant as we experienced. But the more you do it, the more, more comfortable, comfortable be. the better, yep. the more, yeah. The more you'll get to know about yourself and your partner. Which is very helpful. Very helpful. So how you can talk about sex before is something we love to do called fears, loves, and desires. Although we change that to celebrations. Yeah, sometimes. We change it up sometimes. But a good one to start with is fears, loves, desires. That's a practice from Leila Martin. Yeah, from my teacher. So we'll sit there on the bed and we'll each ask each other, what are you afraid of? And then each person has a minute to answer that question before the other asks the same question. And you use the full minute. And then the next question is, what do you love about me? Each partner answers that question for a minute. And the third question, what do you desire? And each partner answers that for a minute. So yeah. it's, it's a great way oh, to yeah. start a uh, practice because any hesitancies or pieces of resistance or fears or concerns, anything that you're feeling gets a chance to be voiced. Yeah. And witnessed by your partner. And then you get to talk about how much you love each other, which is always nice. Helps open your hearts and feel really connected. Yeah. And then you get to talk about your desires, which oh, is yeah. really important oh, yeah. for a thriving sex life. Yeah. Tell each other what you desire, mm. generally and specifically. 
Yeah. Super important. Yeah. And then during sex, talk more, tell your partner what you like, what you want, what you want differently. Just try it out again as an experiment, talking more during. And then after sex, you can also do a recap. This is something we did every day during our 30 day intimacy challenge. Yep. And we do, I would say maybe 30% of the time nowadays. Yeah. Yeah. If we're ever curious or we experience something, we'll, we'll go wild. Yeah. We'll we want to recap that experience. Yeah. Wow. Let's talk about what that was like. That was cool. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So your recap is just after having sex, you can lay together and just recap the session just from your own experience. Here's what I experienced. If you have any questions for the other person, ask them. And it's just a really great way to explore and continue to improve. And integrate. And integrate, yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, number five is keep it collaborative. To be on the same team. Mm -hmm. Sometimes there it can feel kind of in a relationship. Sometimes not on the same team. It's, you know, you want it one way, I want it a different way. And if you look at it that way, it's not super conducive for heart opening, expansion, sex. And this is why something like having a recap after having sex is so helpful because it really helps bring that feeling of being on the same team. It's yep. like, this is something you're practicing together, together. Yep. and it's a practice. Yep. So you can approach it together with that experimenter's mindset and just get curious. Yeah, even if it is a little rough sometimes, you're not going the way that you had hoped or something like that, it's okay. You're on the same team about it. There's no right or wrong or anything like that. Yeah, taking away any blame yep. or any finger pointing or any feelings of needing your partner to be any way other than they are just committing to being on the same team. Yeah. Number six, lean into the challenge and the resistance comes up because it will. Yep, yep, it will. And if, uh, if it doesn't, then you've probably already mastered this area. But if it does... Uh, I would say even if you've mastered this area, yeah. there's, there's, always, there's always more room for growth. Yeah. So you just need to find your next edge. True. Yep. Yep. So if you're not feeling any resistance, then... Draw some courage and look for that next edge. True. Yep. I suppose there's still a little resistance. I've got to a couple things. So. Yep. Yeah, we sure. come up across resistance. Yep. So yep. lean into it. Lean into it. Talk about it. And the less um, pressure or power you give to it by making it a big thing, the less you resist it, then more easily you can transform through it. And remember, the obstacle is the way. Yeah. What's in the way? becomes the way to your biggest breakthroughs. So if there's resistance there, as long as it's not like a full body no, there's yeah. a very, there's a distinction here, yeah. right? It's not to say that if your body's like, no, I don't want to have sex today, and it really just feels like a clear no, 100% honor your body. We're not saying that you should just ignore your body's desires and have sex because you committed to a practice. Mm -hmm. No, no, no. We're talking about your body is like mostly good, mostly on board. And then there's part of you that is like, oh, but, you know, maybe coming up with excuses or just feeling like maybe there's some tightness happening yeah. in your body. Yeah, I think the biggest thing is the excuses. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like it's like, 
oh, it's too late, or just want to watch one more show, or... That's a form of resistance, yeah. pretending you don't realize how late it's going and just click the next episode on your Netflix series and then get yeah. to the end of it and go, oh, wow, it's late. Do it. <laughs> yeah, it's like just a very passive yeah. <laughs> form of resistance. So be on the lookout for that. Lean in. Yeah. Find the growth. We ended up setting bedtime alarms back in the day. That mm -hmm. helped. That did help. Yeah, we had like an 8.30 bedtime alarm yep so once that went off the rule was when the alarm goes off we're not starting anything new yep and then that gave us lots of time for our intimacy practice mm -hmm. and the seventh tip is to join the conscious intimacy program and the reason i'm inserting myself into the podcast right now is because based on all the feedback and requests of our community and also integrating the more recent quantum leaps that we've had in the bedroom, we've created a whole new program to help you cultivate your own conscious intimacy practice. Now, since you're listening to this podcast, you likely have a good relationship or a great relationship even, but maybe things in the bedroom might be feeling a bit uninspired or you're just wondering what else might be possible. Or maybe you're experiencing a mismatch of desire in your relationship and you're just looking for a new approach to intimacy that's going to be fulfilling and empowering for both of you. So if you are ready to tap into the true power of your sex and intimacy as a couple, you'll definitely want to check out the Conscious Intimacy Program. It's coming soon, and there's a link in the description that you can follow in order to sign up for the waitlist so that you can find out as soon as the program opens. We're so excited to share it with you. So those top seven in recap. Number one is commit to the 30 days. Number two, have an experimenter's mindset. Number three, create a micro habit. Number four, talk about sex. Number five, Stay on the same team. Keep it collaborative. Number six, lean into the challenge. And number seven, join that 30-day intimacy challenge. Bam. And have fun with it all because that's the whole point. Bring some playfulness, some lightness to this journey. Yeah. Again, it can be one of the biggest tools and areas of your life that, again, we didn't even know was a thing or a possibility for us but incredibly nourishing, energizing, healing, and really brought us a lot more into love. Mm -hmm. yeah. That's something you don't know what you don't know, mm -hmm. right? So you might think, yeah, our sex is good right now. And you're probably right, it's probably good. But you don't know what you don't know. So what else might be possible? Run the experiment and find out. Yeah, and let us know. Peace out. Thanks so much for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave us a rating and a review and share it with the people that you care about because we can all use a little more love in our lives. Until next time.